And this week on our fun little podcast, we're going to be talking about, hmm, learning lines, snakes and your favourite underground station. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There will be more chat, that's a promise, and some great songs thrown into the mix. Oh, it's so good to be with you, gang. Come on, draw up a stool, draw up a chair, standing room at the back. Come on, we're in a sort of... Hello, Bush, by the way. Hiya. I like to think we're in some sort of big New England-esque type kitchen. Yeah. There's a sort of uh, a kind of wooden floor, possibly painted. It's all a bit scruffy and down at heel, but there's a big old lasagna that we've cooked that's just about to come out of the ovens. Have we got an island in the middle of the kitchen? I think we've got an island. in the kitchen, always. I'm going to sing a lot in this show, and I do apologise for that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the show, mate. Looking forward to it. Um, Now, listen ye up. Hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon so far, by the way. Um, It's very, very good to be here. We're going to be with you for the next two hours. Can we stay? Can we? Yeah? Can we stay for coffee? Is that all right? After our lasagna? I don't know why lasagna. Lasagna's a bit bleak. I love lasagna. If it's well done. Well, we talked about me maybe going on the Essex version of Come Dine With Me, and I don't know whether lasagna is up there for dinner party things. It's, it's an interesting have enigma you put, of have, a food. Have you put in your application yet? No, I haven't put oh, my application. Bush. I might have bottled it a little bit, I think. Bush. But we'll a discuss, lasagna might we'll be discuss. good. Might All be right. right, gang, I'm not going to lie to you. Six days and counting till Much Ado About Nothing starts at the Rose Theatre in Kingston. <laughs> I'm slightly bricking it, Bush. You're going to be fine. Oh, Although I'm, we did test you on your lines, didn't we, the other week? That was a month ago, mate. That was, I know. That, what did, how did you feel that went when we tested you on the lines? It was bad. It was appalling. It was bad. It was, yeah. I'm actually dreaming in Shakespearean now, pretty much. I'm quite worried for you. I hope it's going to be all right. It seems like you're doing a lot of work. Oh, no, don't, don't say that. Don't be worried, because if you're worried, then I'll be worried. No, don't no, you're going to be great. But I'm worried for anyone who has to try and learn. I don't know how anyone learns that volume of stuff. Why, it is easy, my dear Bush. Pretty. Tush with thy purse strings. Yes. I, have, I don't know what I'm doing or saying, Bush, at the moment. It's six days to go. We're in the tech period. Wow. So basically, you have to go to the theatre and stand for a lot on stage while they sort of refocus lights and everything. Is that what they do? Yeah, there's a lot of bants, a lot of bants. Every single uh, movement throughout the scene you have to do in a technical way. So lights, sound, props, everything. You were telling us uh, during the songs the other week that you were about to learn a bit of uh, martial arts as well. Yeah, that's for September, love. That's for September, yeah. Is there any way you can write down your lines on a part of your body like cheating an exam that no one else will know. Matey, I put cape. some I put some on my hand the other day. Really? No word of a lie. <laughs> the director was making us do scene by scene by scene running through and I just thought, oh, and I had to put a few little cue words on my hand. That's fine though, isn't it? Somebody no one will spotted. Know. Oh no. And they were literally, I mean, you know, these are all professional anyway. I'm not going to go I'm not going to go on about it. What about a cape? A cape with all the lines, every single line written inside the cape. That would be because they have capes in Shakespeare all the time, don't they? Yeah. No one will even know. Actually, there's quite a good scene where there's a folder that somebody brings out, and I'm looking for menus, because yeah. it's all set in a hotel, and I'm wondering if in the folder there could be some 
lines. Think laterally, Mel. That's what yeah, I would say to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I feel like this is a therapy session. It honestly. is. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, gang. I know it's a bit boring talking about, you know, my project, but, oh, darling, I'm, I'm it's all I can think about at the moment. <laughs> I am so Bard-centric at the moment. Yeah! <laughs> Hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. I was just thinking of an idea, right? You know you were talking about being a bard for the Shakespeare thing. Oh, darling. Why didn't you come on stage to dry ice, or to bard to the bone? Da-na-na-na-na, bard to the bone. Oh, I don't even know Bard to the Bone. Who's that man? Bard to the Bone. Oh, Bard to, to the Bone. You're turning to Bard to the Bone. Bard to the... Actually, there's one bit where I have to do a bit of a speech on my own on stage, lads. Let's call it a soliloquy. Let's, <laughs> let's just put it out there and call it a soliloquy. Soliloquy. Maybe at that point there could be some light dry ice coming through. Oh, I'd love it. And some sort of bed of music. Yeah. Oh, hello, sailor. Ledger of Ledge. We love the Ledger of Ledge. If you don't know what it is, it's where we basically big up the small. It's a Biggie Smalls kind of a do, isn't it? Quite a rap undertone to today's show, isn't it? There is. Isn't there? It's all about the rap and the music and the rhyme and the bard and the day and the hoover, the Now, the ledger of legend, our beloved ledger. Today, Bush, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about this. Okay. I would like to put in for posterity, and actually, posterity is what this item is all about. Okay. I'd like to put in for today. The flared trouser. The flared trouser? Yeah. I'm not talking about your sort of trendy 2018 flared trouser a la Rita Ora and her ilk. (laughs) Yeah. I'm talking about Leslie Judd, mate. Leslie Judd? I'm talking about Blue Peter circa 78, uh, when Leslie Judd had come out of the uh, dance group that she was in, the young generation. Mm -hmm. And she wore the most amazing flares. They started flaring... From just below the buttock. Are we talking bell bottoms here? Yeah, man. Bell bottom flares. The good old BB. So I'm thinking government safety information advert, 1970s. I'm. Th- you are so on my wavelength. Little lad trying to climb up a pile on to get his frisbee back. Ig et al. <laughs> Jesus Christ superstar. The whole kit unkaboodle. Bush, over to you. You're going to draw it, please. You're going to yeah. render it in ink. Come on, my Poddington friend. Right, Open let's... up the canister. Oh, six days to go. Oh, is this a dagger I see before me? No, it is the podcast. Do you do vocal warm-ups when you're out backstage before you do your performance? Embarrassingly, yes. Mate, what? you have to. You've got to have stamina to do shaky shakes. You've got to have stam. Do you literally do? Do re yeah. mi fa so? Yep. And all that. And you, you do, oh, my favourite is the facial warm-up. So you go, facial oh, warm-up. you go, make your face small, make your face small. Ooh, and a big guy. That's really important. You did a lot of this. You massage your cheeks. Is this in case you pull a face muscle? (laughs) What is it? Why do you do it? It's so you can get the words out. Really? Yeah. Because Shakespeare's so... It's really fun doing that. Do you ever do spitting? A bit of spitting on stage? uh, Well, inadvertently, probably quite a lot of spitting. I remember sitting at the front of one of those plays. I've never seen so much spit in my life. I don't know why actors do that, though. It was was murder in the cathedral, you know that play? It's like, suddenly, when they're on stage, suddenly something, everything gets very sibilant. Because you think if you're on stage, you'd have a dry mouth, if anything, wouldn't you? Well, I've got a trick for that. 
Go on. And this is good for broadcasting as well. Yes. If ever you get a dry mouth, my darling, and God knows we've all been there. We've been there. I'm thinking 1978 when I was with Flick Kendall. Uh, <laughs> Flick Kendall and I were in the uh, the Richmond Theatre production of Rookery Nook. I had a terrible dry mouth. Then. I remember, I remember. Do you remember, darling? Yes. Paddy Moore was there as yes. well. Yes. Paddy, dear Paddy. Oh, lovely Paddy. Dear Paddy. Wonderful woman. Anyway, Flick took me aside and she said, darling, if you have a dry mouth, just basically what you do, okay, tongue on the back of the front teeth. I know that's a hard image. Uh, doing it now. Tongue on the back and rub the teeth um, side to side. Oh, it's like a, so date, like a scary snake. Uh, 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 and that produces saliva. And that's it. by bingo, it works. Well, that does work, actually. Yeah. Ooh. You should now be well lubricated in the oral region. It's not often you hear that said. <laughs> Get it put on a T-shirt. Come on. Mel G here on Magic, at your service. What do you need me to do? My notebook's ready. I can do anything you want. Oh, hey, low sailor. I am absolutely on the money for this link. I am not going to lose a note or beat, and that's a prank. Bush, what day is it, you click your fingers? Oh. Come on, Bushy. I felt bad. I was trying to put you off with out-of-time clicking. No, Isn't that a work. terrible thing to do? Didn't. Ruddy work, mate. Musical theatre training. Absolute pro to the end. It's World Beaver Day, Mel. Oh. A day dedicated to beavers. I've got three amazing beaver facts. Come on, Bush talking about beavers. Let's go. Not just for you, not just for producer Louise, but for the whole world. Here I we go. love beavers. Come on. Fact number one. Back in the Ice Age, beavers were much bigger. They grew up to eight feet long. Oh, scary. Imagine Big. the teeth. Imagine, Imagine the, teeth. the teeth on that. Uh, fact number two. Beavers are monogamous. Uh, dams are usually started by young males looking for love. That's a Adorable. It's like getting together with someone who's got their own apartment. Oh, I've no, this is my own. I own my own flat. Oh. But it's a dam. Oh. And you're both beavers. See where I'm going there. That's cool. very sweet. Isn't that sweet? You move in with him. Yeah. Or unless the female beaver's got her own dam and then they have to let her one out and then move yes, in with him. Yes, probably. It gets confusing. Yeah. Fact number three, beavers secrete a goo that's used in cakes. Oh, it's stop it. It's a vanilla flavouring. Stop it. This, this is unbelievable. It's called castorium. Hang on, I'm going to write that down. It's a chemical compound that comes from the beaver's castor sacs, which are located under its tail. That's honestly true. Some minty stuff or vanilla stuff you get in cakes has come out of a beaver. Are you drunk, Bush? I am not drunk. This is the truth off the internet. I think someone's having your having your uh, what the you know the expression having your goat taking me for a ride taking you for a ride having your rag pulling choking my chain pulling your thing. (laughs) Castor- pulling your leg. Pulling me leg. That's it. Phew, I'm glad we got there. Hang on, because there's a make of sugar called castor sugar. Castorium, yes. I think someone's made this up, mate. Mind blown. There are glands underneath the beaver's tail. How gross is that? Which you put into a cake. How do they get it out? And it's vanilla flavoured. I don't think it would be vanilla flavoured, mate. Do they hold it under, like over a pot? I think we need to do a little oh. bit more research into Bush's fact-finding. <laughs> Oh, those craggy faces with the uh, the old yellow framed glasses. Yellow framed glasses on. Not frames, actually. They're, they're, the actual glass is always yellow. Why does he wear yellow glasses? There's a lot of people do that at the moment, though. It's like reactor lights. Yeah, but have you tried them on? They make you feel sick. 
Yeah, they're weird, aren't they? It's like banana vision. You feel a bit... Although every day's a sunny day, so maybe I might uh, give them a try. Sunny bit vomit. Yeah. Uh, now, Bushingtons, my dear, dear friend, how's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking. I found a snake. <gasps> I found a snake in the street. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say in the loo. That would be, be terrible, wouldn't it? In the street. In the street. What, in Leon C? In our, literally, Leon C, down the road from us, five houses down, walking back from the shops, Wednesday night this week, uh, a mother half case says, what is that? We look down, it's a red and black striped snake. That's an adder, mate. Sounds like an adder, doesn't it? I've red and black, it. Oh yeah, my God, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Did you look it up in your Collins book of snakes? <laughs> Weird, you know, I'd left it by the bedside table. I could see it in my mind's eyes. A nightmare. The one time you need it. Um, but I should get it chained to me waist like Morrissey. But I thought, I know what we'll do. We'll call the... Uh, amph- we have, weirdly, we have a reptile centre around the corner from our house. Oh, well, that makes sense. That's why the snake was there. Period. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's okay. escaped. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. phoned them up. They're not quite as interested in it as I thought they would be. Oh. But they do talk me through what an adder looks like. Right. And it wasn't an adder. They said it's a corn snake. Oh, they're quite cute. They're quite I thought cute. they were yellow. Yeah, it was kind of, it was like an orangey, yellowy, blacky, stripy oh, thing or whatever. Oh, So I'm like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I can't just leave the snake here. Yeah, how long was it? Uh, it was probably... A couple of foot? A couple of foot overall. <sighs> thin or, or or large of girth? Little, tiny, thin oh, snake. Oh, cute. Look, Quite just cute. like, remember the little ones you have as a kid? Got them. Little wooden s- got wooden one. one. One of them. I, I was playing with it the other day, a wooden one. So goes, I thought, yeah. do you know what? I knock on the door of the house where we're outside of. Good. And I went went up to the door. You're not going to believe this. The bloke, I said, have you got snakes? He said, yes. We've got to do the door. And he came out like a cloud of dust and, and he said, Hello. Am I overdoing this? No, it's great. Uh, I said, do you have snakes? And he said, snakes? I said, yes, do you have snakes? And he said, yes, I do keep snakes. I said, have you lost a snake? He said, you're not going to believe this, but yes, I have. I said, well, we've just found a snake out there. Is that your snake? He ran out and embraced it, and it was his snake. And you were not going to believe this bit. What? The snake escaped before the winter. What the actual? Yes. What the actual indeed, Mel, it escaped before the winter. So it's been surviving on God knows what. I was going to say, what's it been eating? I don't know, but it's been like the end of his house. He couldn't believe that we reunited him. It was like the end of a Silla Black programme. But I mean, I, I challenge anyone to have found a weirder thing in the street. You do find some weird stuff in yeah. the streets, don't you? Like yeah. a single shoe or a, yeah. yeah, yeah, a yeah. unravelled cassette tape, a TDK yes. 90 from the 80s. Yes, yeah. But uh, a snake's definitely uh, top of my list now. And also, the lovely thing about this story, Bush... You've made a new friend? Yeah. Snake guy from number 68. Is he on the same road as you? On the same road? Literally, we're like two or three houses down neighbours. He's within bring round a casserole distance. Bring round a snakey casserole. Snakey casserole. But the thing is, here's the thing, right? He says he keeps snakes, plural. It's not like, oh, I lost my snake. Okay, now just let's just pause for a moment Mm. here. What else has he got in there? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, how was he dressed? Tell me everything about him. Come he on. was very old-fashioned looking, like okay. old school, suit suit in the daytime type person. Oh, okay. To the Mo- point where monocle, I'm, monocle. He didn't have a monocle. Yeah. But he, uh, he had like blinds on the curtains and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like people who keep it dark in the daytime. So he might have like a whole amphibious like platoon in there, basically. Do you know what I mean? Bush, I'm worried that you are going to become the feed. <laughs> oh, imagine for his man-eating. Uh, mambas and cobras. I'm worried now, mate. Mel, d- d- just retract the friendship, okay? Just go back. Spool back, mate. Pretend spool it, back? Pretend it never happened. I'm worried. He's blowfelt. The thing is, right, you've He's changed blowfelt. my lovely reunification of, of an owner with his lost pet story into something out of League of Gentlemen. I'm worried, mate. 
Was there a smell coming out of the house? I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't stick around long enough to find out, but you needless to say, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll quicken my pace when we walk past next time. Okay, uh, just keep that, in, keep that in mind. Right, Bush, straight from the hip. Oh, I love this question, I love this question. Your favourite line on the underground, it's a bit London-centric, but sorry, gang, we're going to go with it. Yeah. Actually, it could be in Glasgow. There's a metro in Glasgow. Your favourite line on the underground. Favourite line on the underground, it's got to be the Bakerloo line. Same. Because it's like going into the past. Same. There's there's a scene in the uh, the new <gasps> Churchill movie, Darkest Hour. I haven't seen it yet. He sits on the underground and chats to the, the London public on his way oh. to Westminster. And it's like, literally, the Bakerloo line, it's like that. It's like old men smoking pipes. It's the brownness of it. It's really brown. Old-fashioned seating. Is it not the deepest of all the tunnels? Was it not one of the first ones to be built? I think it was one of the first. I think it definitely I was. the Baker. But they've got secret tunnels down there and everything as well, oh, haven't they, in the yeah, underground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go on tour and have a look. Oh, yeah, you can go to, um, what's that one at the Aldwych? In fact, I think it is called Aldwych Station. Yeah. In fact, taking it back to drama, yeah. um, uh, somebody did a site-specific show down there. Apparently did they? It was very brave. Oh, that sounds very, very good. I think it was starring Flick Kendall. Flick, good old Flick Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> Bakerloo, mate, I read your mind. I'm totally with you. Boom. <laughs> It's advice, but not as you know it. You can ask me anything. First. Hi, Mel. It's James. My mother-in-law is coming to dinner. What will I cook? Oh, James. What are you going to cook? Now, look in your fridge, James. That's the first place you go. Have you got time to go to the supermarket? You probably haven't. You sound as if you're a bit of a rapscallion-type scruffy young lad who only cooks things at the last minute. What have you got in your fridge? Oh, a lipstick. That's not going to make a nice fricassee, is it, James? You've blown it. You've blown it. You're going to lose your girlfriend. Oh, dear. Poor you. Next. Hi, Mel. It's Emma. Me and my boyfriend are booking a holiday. He wants to go on a walking holiday and I just want to lie on a beach. What should I do? Emma, my dear, walking is very, very good. Not only is it good physically, it's good mentally. It's good for every single part of your body and mind. Emma, start walking. Emma, go and get yourself a pair of walking boots. Emma, wear some lycra. Emma, just do something for once that's not about you. It's all about you, 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 you. Emma, do you think you're the centre of the universe, Emma? Yes, you probably do, Emma. Go and go on that walking holiday straight away. Next one, please. Hey, Mel, it's Nate. My kids won't go to bed before 11pm. What should I do? Send them round to me, Nate. I'll get them into bed at 6.30 on the dot. After Magic Roundabout has finished, they will be upstairs, brushed and starched and ready for the following morning. Good. Thank you so much for listening to our little podcast. Hear more larks, lols and bants just like that every Saturday lunchtime from 1 on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Show. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.